Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits conversation. We just finished a conversation about how do you know when you're listening, and now I'd like to look at the flip side. How do you know, how do you notice when you're not listening? Well, I mean, for me, there's there's the really obvious version. I'll get that out of the way first. So where I, I've been listening up to a point, and I'm not sure where I dropped the thread, but then you get that voice in your head going, I've no idea what this person's talking about. <laughs> what it is, what they're saying. And then you've got to try and figure out a way of thinking. Then you're thinking, what's my face doing? Am I revealing that I haven't been listening? <laughs> um, at which point I'm still really, I'm not listening because I'm panicking about what, you know, what I'm putting out there. So I'm even more not listening now. Um, so yeah, that's that's a, definitely a clear indicator. Obviously, is if I've lost track of what's being said. Mm-hmm. That's definitely the first sign that I'm not listening. I also know the the precursor to what's happening, which will cause me not to listen. So sometimes I get in front of it and go, "This is going to be a problem. This person is not a good speaker, or is 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 struggling with repeating themselves over and over, and I am going to zone out. So I need to I need to gather myself ways of breathing deeply or repeating something they say so that I can keep my engagement. And I realize the whole time I'm trying to do my precursors, I'm actually not hearing what they're saying. So it's like, I cannot do both jobs at once. <laughs> yeah. For me, I definitely tend to have an internal monologue that's like sorting and categorizing data. And when I become aware that I'm sorting and categorizing, I know I'm not listening anymore. Because my internal monologue has kind of taken over and we're like running a steam show here. Over, and, they're, and I'm like, okay, back up, hold on. Wait, wait, <laughs> like to your point, where did I lose the thread? Where are we? Yeah. yeah. So when you notice something like that happening, when you realize, whew, I'm not, I'm not listening. How do you re-engage? What happens then? I think it depends entirely on the situation I'm in. Sometimes I actually say, I am struggling staying on point here. I am struggling understanding the threat, depending on, am I speaking to my 84-year-old mother or am I speaking to a client? Mm. I will disengage when I'm hearing her tell a story for the third time, and she can't tell I've disengaged, and I'll just re-engage. I don't have to worry about it. I'll just re-engage and try to catch up, and it's usually not that difficult. And mm. she'll love hearing this because she will watch this. But... <laughs> But then there's, there are times where I owe the person who I'm supposed to be engaging with the, 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 the honesty of saying, I, I'm struggling keeping this thread going. I am struggling hearing what's happening here. So let's, let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I think most of us have had that experience at some point. And as long as it's not happening all the time, I think most people, I mean, we spoke in the last video about forgiveness. I think most people would kind of be okay with it if you said, I'm so sorry, I just phased out for a minute there, or, you know, my brain went elsewhere, or I got distracted, or whatever. Could you just repeat that last bit for me? Um, you know, I think most people would probably forgive that. Um, but there again, how far back do you go? If, you know, obviously, if, if you haven't, because I mean, if I'm particularly tired, for whatever reason, um, I can sometimes find that I actually I, I disengaged quite a way back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, almost like you know when you're reading and you read the same paragraph about three or four times because you're not taking it in and you think, oh, no, I still don't know what that said, and then you've got to go back and get back over it. It's a bit like that, I guess. Only you can't go back and replay the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess that's tricky. Then you've just got to try and vaguely garner what was going on. So I guess the question we're answering is not how do we know when we're not listening, but how do we recover when we discover we haven't been listening? Because there are different ways that you notice. And most of it is, I think, oh, wait, I'm lost. I don't know where this conversation is going. Well, I don't know, actually, saying that, I think the other thing, because we spoke before about 
the different different types of communication that you can be listening to. So not just with the ears, but with your eyes picking up on you know other cues that are there, and they are clearly intentionally there. Um, and I find, I mean, one of the things might be well, I've I've heard the words, but I may not have if I've if I've not picked up accurately on someone's sentiment. Um, which actually can be interfered with if I was having a row with someone, which doesn't often happen, but if I ever was, um, and the times when I have, um, I'm, I, it's, it's, sometimes I've, I've got to think, you know, my rage is kind of clouding my listening ability right now because I am looking for negatives in what you're saying rather than hearing what you're actually meaning. Mm -hmm. So I guess in that ah. sense, my intention is interfering with my ability to listen accurately and listen carefully. And I think that that all emotions end up doing that. Even gleeful and happy emotions, sometimes they just take the front step. They're in front of everything else, including adequately listening to what's going on. Sometimes you're in this middle of a celebration and you're not actually listening to how maybe this is affecting the person next to you mm. because the emotions are so high. Yeah. In motivational interviewing, which is a skill that I use when I do coaching, one of the things that they talk about being able to do to recover from something like that is to summarize, just set, just literally take a moment and say, okay, hold on. This is what I'm hearing. This is what I, I think is where we are. These are the emotions I feel like are attached to them. But take a minute to kind of summarize. They call picking the bouquet. So pick out the flowers and then hand it back to the person and say, did I get everything? And then they will either say, yeah, you're good. Or they'll say, no, you missed the mark. Let me try again. So it gives you that opportunity. Interestingly, that's, that's one of the moments I've found with clients where I need to be listening the most because every now and again, rarely and not with regular clients, but if it's the first time I've met with somebody, particularly if they've been referred rather than referring themselves, um, if I sort of say, you know, is, does that sound right? Or is this okay? Or whatever, one of those clarifying questions. And if they kind of go, um, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a yes. That's not a yes. <laughs> that's not a yes. So yeah, I think that's you know that that's one of the times for me where definitely I've got to really be listening in all senses to really get gauge what the real answer is. Yeah, that's one of those questions where you then you reply, "Is that what you want me to believe?" Because if you yeah. want me to believe that, you need to try again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, practice in front of the mirror. That didn't work. <laughs> exactly so when you notice that you're not listening it depends to, to your point Kristen it depends upon who you're talking to as to how you re-engage with them like where are you and it may be a thing where you just especially if you're driving and you're on the phone you may just have to say you know what I need to focus on driving I can't do this right now and you've, you've literally cut the conversation off because it's just not working for you I've had that I've actually I um, had a client speak to me about this this was a couple of years ago now and um, he was saying, he said, when I'm completely swamped, I'm, I'm really struggling. And I don't want to say not now to a client because obviously that they're, they're going to you know, take offense. They, I mean, they're going to appeal like they're not, a, they're not a priority to me and blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, but if you add on and you say, look, I want to give you my full attention. And right now I'm not able to do that. So because you're important to me as a client, I want to postpone this and have this conversation tomorrow or later this afternoon or whatever. Mm. Um, so yeah, it is in how you say it and what messages you're, you're coupling it with, I think. Well, and when I t talk about conflict resolution, one of the things I talk about is ambush conversations. And if someone ambushes you with it for a conversation you're not ready to have, 
trying to have it, no matter how much you try to listen to them at that point is not going to work. And that, so that's doing a disservice to everybody involved. So maybe it's recognizing when you aren't going to be able to listen is a precursor to noticing you're not listening. Yeah. Right? And make sure you're listening when you are in fact the one trying to say something. You've got to also be listening at the same time, like you say, because it's it's that, you know, you can start talking to someone. And I know I've done it when I was a kid. I used to speak to my mum and I knew when she wasn't listening. <laughs> I still talk to her now. That sounded like I stopped when I was a kid, but I do, do still speak. <laughs> but, um, you know, I would I'd say something. And I'd get so far in and go, you're not hearing a word I'm saying, are you? And if I didn't change tone, she'd go, mm hmm. <laughs> and I'd be like, OK, so, yeah, <laughs> listening and making sure that you're getting the right tone back in the right responses yeah mm -hmm. and is there an aspect to listening or recognizing when you're not listening that when you're talking like is there a double running commentary of making note of what you want to say and how you want to and what needs to be responded to and listening like how does that balance work but i this is where i think the overlapping is part of healthy communication and listening because if i want to call back to something you say then i'm obviously making a mental note at the same time that you're speaking, I'm also actively making notes. If not written notes, I'm making mental notes, mental notes so that I can call back to it. So I think there's, I think there's always more than one thing going on in good communication, which involves listening. Because we're all talking about auditory listening, but there is all kinds of communication which could be considered listening that's not auditory at all. Are, are we paying attention? Yeah. And I think that involves multiple senses and sometimes yeah, sometimes really stretching some of our, our comfort zones. Yeah, well, so that's our 10 minutes. Maybe we need to do another conversation about what are, what are the ways of, that you can listen or, you know, certainly a conversation that would be interesting to have. So thank you for having this conversation with me about listening and not listening. And I feel listened to, so I appreciate that. <laughs> and we'll talk again really soon. Bye-bye.